You know, every time I think I want to move past talking about something, something happens that makes me talk about it even more. Anyway, I'll explain. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to this Friday edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for joining us. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Thank you very much for that. You know, every time I think I'm just going to move past talking about quarterbacks at Ole Miss, something happens that makes means I have to talk about them even more. This week, it has basically become widely known that there is a clear number one in the quarterback race. And that is a good thing. That is an interesting situation when the quarterback competition is turning into in the fall, what the quarterback competition was against between Chad Kelly and Ryan Buchanan and Devontae Kincaid, that group. I'm not saying this quarterback is exactly there. This quarterback competition is exactly there, but it's there in a way that is unlike last year. Last year at this time, we were nervous. We were thinking about what was going on. Why was Jackson Dart struggling as much as he was? I mean, that, that's just the way we went into this. But this year, it's a little bit different. Everybody, like everybody I talk to talks about how good Jackson looks this season, um, how, how much he has a command of the offense, how much it looks like his team, even the leadership is breaking out for Jackson as well. So, that is pretty cool. An example of that is Dayton Wade spoke today. And he spoke about Jackson's leadership, the quarterback competition as a whole, and also what he has seen from Jackson this spring. And this quote, these two series of quotes, is the reason Jackson got put into this, sh- this show. And whenever we come back, I'm going to tell you why I think this is important. Anyway, this is Dayton Wade on Jackson Dart. I love him. Like, I know, like, the media is like, oh, they got three great quarterbacks, da 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 But what people, I don't think people understand is when you have a lot of talent in a room, it forces people to just, it brings the best out of everyone. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to really show, like, okay, who's really, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's great, you know what I'm saying? But, like, somebody got to be better than somebody, you know what I'm saying? And the fastest way to bring that out of somebody is to have somebody challenge you so like we're real big on like competing that's why we keep hitting the portal a lot because we don't want to just have players you know what i'm saying we want to have great players we want to have depth just in case something happened we want to be able to rebound from that that's crazy you say that because i was really watching him hard today and i came up to him i was like dude like i really love your decision making you're really confident in the pocket like you know it's a lot of quarterbacks when they under the pressure under the rest and someone's in their face they kind of like Ugh. But he really standing in there. He really staying locked on on his targets. He's making a lot of great decisions. I see him, he really grow a lot in a span of a few months. You know, the season really just ended. And we still got a long way to go. So it's only more growth that he's going to do. So I'm excited to see, like, him getting closer to his ceiling. 
All right, that was Dayton Wade on Jackson Dart talking about what was going on with these quarterback competition and his growth in the fall. Now, these are the things that I want to pay attention to is quotes like this. And a lot of people talk about you can't really take too much from spring. That is that is the overlying statement, but that is not true. That is false. Um this is a situation that you can take a lot out of because if Dayton Wade was sitting there looking closely at Jackson Dart, he was looking for confirmation for what he has been hearing, for what's been going on. Maybe he has noticed something along the way and he just wanted to pay a little bit more attention to it. But because of it, a potential starting wide receiver on Ole Miss's football team that was the number three receiver last year all of a sudden, if he had the reason to really dig in and study what a quarterback was doing, you can take it almost to the bank that this quarterback is probably doing better than we've heard. It's just simple as that. It's going better than we've heard that it is going. And we've heard it is going really well. Because if players on the team are doing this, that means that it basically is cascading through the team that he is becoming the guy. He is becoming the leader of the team. And it almost, like I said, many times this week and past weeks, a gulf, a gap is developing between him and Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard that I don't know if they're going to be able to close it because of the work that Jackson Dart is doing this spring. It's truly, truly a phenomenal thing, really. You can't really complain at all about it. I mean, Dayton Wade saying that kind of says everything at this point. We'll see exactly what happens. Right now, Jackson Dart would be the prohibitive favorite for the number one quarterback for the Mercer game. And the quarterback rankings at the moment, I have Jackson Dart as the number two, or I mean, number one. I have Walker Howard as the number two. And I have Spencer Sanders as the number three. It's the same as it's been for about nine days at this point. But we'll see exactly how this goes as well. Just want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA playoffs are here, are almost here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Yes, I realize that if you are in Mississippi, you have to gamble on sports at a brick-and-mortar casino. It's an archaic law, but it's the law. But if you go to Louisiana, if you go to Tennessee, all of a sudden, FanDuel becomes an option to you. If you go to Memphis, it's there. Jackson, Tennessee, it's there. Nashville, doing a road trip there, it's there. You can go to New Orleans, it's there. Baton Rouge, it's there. Shreveport, it's there. And even if you go to Delta, Louisiana, right across the river from Vicksburg on I-20, it is there as well. So the FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss out. On the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you join our subtext community that we have going. The link is down in the description. You can sign on. Nuggets of information goes that way. Shows, we're going to have unlisted podcasts and live streams along the way. We're going to do some stuff special for them that is not available on the normal channel. Now, the channel is not going to change. We're going to do that the same way. But if you want extras, if you like what we're doing, that's a way to do it. Heck, you can even, if you view it, if you need to view it that way, you can view it as a tip for all the content we provide, which we do do quite a bit of content. Anyway, check it out. It's the subtext community. The link's down in the description, and we'd appreciate it very much. Now, the transfer portal opens up, the window opens up in about, I don't know, let's see, eight days? I think it's, yeah, eight days from Friday. And that has moved. Whenever everybody talks about the transfer portal window, they've been talking about it opening up May 1st through the 15th. But the fact of the matter is the transfer portal window changed. Here we go. This is a tweet from Nicole Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic. FYI, the spring transfer window for college football begins April 15th. Not sure everyone realized it has moved up. This is from the D1 Council's October meeting. And it says that they've adopted proposal moving it up. Uh, or move, yeah, to April 15th through 30th from May 1st through 15th. The change in the spring window allows coaches and student athletes to have athletics participation conversations after spring football and before the start of summer athletics activities, allowing student athletes to enter the NCAA transfer portal, evaluate opportunities at other institutions, and arrive at new institutions before beginning summer courses and athletics activities. This is a big deal. This is a actually a really big deal. And we I think that this moving up a little bit, we can understand why at press conferences um, this week and in the past week, you can see Lane Kif- Kiffin starting to focus on it and focus on the transfer portal maybe a little bit more than you can even imagine that he was doing before. This is a big deal. So we're about a week away from the college football transfer window opening up for the spring. Some people call it the tampering portal. It, it's a 15-day period where you can get enrolled in a new school before summer athletics begin. So we'll see. There's been players that have been in the transfer portal now for six months almost. And because of that, they're just waiting on this window. They were going to allow fall um, spring football to proceed as they could. They could go in there. Ole Miss has players that could go out just as well. I'm not hearing any specific names. But rest assured that Quinshawn Judkins is being tampered with. Rest assured that some of the talent on this roster is being tampered with. But it's going to be important for Ole Miss in this transfer portal. I expect this transfer portal to be mostly defense. And we heard Lane Kiffin talk about in the press conference on Tuesday that some of the players that they thought would fit in certain areas are not fitting as well as you would think. It's a situation every Every defense is a specific system, and it's there's not one football player. If you're a good 3-4 linebacker, you might not be a good 4-3 linebacker. It's just the way this works. So anytime there's a system change, and everybody's excited about the system change, 
there's going to be some personnel stuff that gets in the way. We've recruited to this defense for two years. Half the roster was recruited to a 3-2-6. This is going to change. Now, I do expect players like Suntarian Perkins to slide in out there at the Husky position. I do expect Ole Miss to kind of solve their jack issues, but I've told you, this year the defense is going to be a little clunky. And even with this transfer portal window, you can make some moves. You can do some things that will make it look a little bit better than it could have, and it would have, but it's still going to look a little bit clunky. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to have Tom Vanderford talking spring practice. Stick around. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. I'm here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment on Ole Miss Sports. How you doing, Tom? Doing great. Man, spring practice is more than halfway done. And, you know, it seems like after all the waiting to get to spring practice, it's almost over. And then we're going to have this long just doldrum before fall camp starts. So that's going to be our football break. But what do you think the main storyline for Ole Miss is going to be in the second half of spring practice? Uh, To be completely honest with you, uh, I think the – the quarterback competition is going to get a little bit tighter as, uh, you know, as, as Walker Howard and, and uh, the quarterback from Oklahoma state uh, uh, learn the system more. But I think that, I think that uh, Jackson Dart has just showed up and showed out. Um, I'm hearing that, not just reading it, but I'm hearing it from, you know, people within the team that, He's just, uh, he's a different guy this year. He's more comfortable. He's, he, he knows the system. Uh, he's bulked up a little bit. He's more vocal. So that's good. Uh, also, I'll, you know, defense, man, defense. Defense is my big thing, my big, I wouldn't say it's a concern, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I think we've got the best rotation of defensive linemen that we've had since 2015. I think it's got a chance to be depth-wise better than 2015. Uh, Very, very, very pleased with that. Linebacker, uh, we're gonna be sitting good, uh, especially after uh, Suntarian Perkins comes in, who I think is gonna be game changer that's just my opinion um the secondary is probably my biggest concern and and we kind of lucked out because our best corner that we had coming back uh is out due to injury which is nothing major but that's allowed some of these younger folks and transfers to get um some really good uh, practice we're going to have to depend on the younger folks, especially at safety. And we're going to have to, you know, depend on transfers and and younger folks at corner as well. Uh, so that that's really my concern. I do feel better about it, though, knowing that Pete Golding 
coached at Alabama for a few years, and Saban is known for his defensive back coaching. And I'm hoping that Golding picked up some some good pointers, and I'm hoping our new staff uh, on the back end uh, is doing well. So for the spring game, that's what I would be looking at is the defense. I want to see, you know, it's like Peggy said the other day, hey, we're just learning. We're just learning. But I want to see some type of cohesiveness on the defense. I, I You know, we our offense is going to be fine, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We're deep everywhere. I We're going to be fine on offense. The defense, you know, the old saying, defense wins ball games. You know, offense sells tickets. Defense wins ball games, so I, that's what I'm looking forward to. But everything I've heard is that the team has the defensive side of the ball is bought into Golding. They like him. He's uh, one one person said, "Hey, he's a breath of fresh air." Yeah. So, and uh, God bless their hearts. You know, some of these kids have had four different defensive coordinators. In four years, you know, when when Ashanti Sistrunk went, McIntyre was his defensive coordinator, you know, and then he got then he got uh, the guy who's at A and M now, and then he got Partridge, and now he's got this other guy, uh, Pete Golding. But so, you know, those guys have been through a lot, but I think Golding is uh, going to be heads and above the best defensive coordinator and tied in with the best talent we've had in quite some time. That gets me excited. Yeah. Pete Golding provides a different level of defensive coordinator that honestly Ole Miss hasn't had in a while. I mean, DJ Durkin, he had a little bit of stuff, but he had a little bit of baggage as well. Um, Partridge, it was his first time. Mike McIntyre, good defensive coordinator. He, he runs that old 3-4 system, the old New York Giants stuff, the Bill Parcells. That's what Mike McIntyre did. Now, but Pete Golding, it's going to be a little bit of a clunky fit, right? You, the players that are fitting are not exactly going to fit exactly perfectly. And, and Lane Kiffin mentioned that in a press conference, said, hey, players that we thought were going to fit a certain way, once we put this in, it, it looks different. So we're going to need to hit the transfer portal in those positions. What do you think they need to do this Saturday? How how do you progress this defense? What do I think they need to do Saturday? Mm-hmm. I think this defense needs to come up with some stops. Uh, I would like to see the defensive line put enough pressure on the quarterback that maybe they cause a turnover or so. I want to see them in the right positions. Uh, I don't want to see them, you know, not in the right fit for what Golding is running. So uh, I'm more looking at defense, uh, mental and fundamentals uh, for defense because, you know, like I said, we just started implementing Pete's defense. And you're right. we We don't have a true jack. Um, and that's huge. And I, and I expect them to look in the portal to see what's out there. 
as far as that position goes. But I also think, and I'm not really keen on what his 40 time is, but I know he's a baller. And I know in the 4-2-5 that, in my opinion, I think Perkins can play the Tony Connor role mm-hmm. uh, in a 4-2-5. Uh, he's just uh, – He's just a football player, man. Yeah. You know, uh, Lane, Lane even said he might try him running the ball, which, you know, I mean, we, we're we fine at running back, but yeah. <laughs> I think that was him blowing smoke. Uh, I am surprised at, at how good our running backs are doing in the spring. Uh, we all knew number four was going to turn it on, but 24 is looking good, too. Uh, looking like he's healthy. And, uh, you know, until he got hurt last year, he was a, he was a nice little contributor. So, And, of course, of course we've got Reese Cano coming in. So the foul is going to answer a lot of questions, going to add a lot of depth. But I do expect our staff to go looking for a jack in the portal if there is one. Well, they also I really do. They recruited a couple of them. They just won't be here until the fall. Like, DJ Holmes is the high oh, school yeah. sax leader. He's coming in. He's going to fill that role yep. when he gets here. Um, right now, I think it's Jameer Lewis, the kid from Southwest Mississippi Community College, right. playing in that position. I think once the fall gets here, Cedric Johnson will be healthy. I think they're going to try Cedric Johnson there first, for obvious reasons. Yep. Yeah. DJ Holmes backing him up. you got – um, Jameer Lewis, like I've said, if I got the name wrong, I'll, uh, forgive me for that. But I think that could be the Jack, but it's young guys and a guy that don't nece- doesn't necessarily fit what you want to do. So just it's going to be clunky, I think. It is, it is. And it's going to take some time to get the people in there. But if, if you know, there are people entering the portal every day. And after spring, there are going to be a lot of people entering the portal because mm-hmm. – you know, they're not going to – they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to be second string at Alabama anymore or I don't want to be second string at Georgia anymore or whatever the case is. And if the right fit hits the portal, I expect us to go after that person. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd feel better with a, with another safety, to be honest with you, you know. Um, but as far as the offensive side of the ball, I think we're fine. Hmm. I think our defense, our offensive line, with uh, the addition of the guard from UAB and the tackle from Washington, uh, I think Micah Pettis will get healthy. You know, or not Micah Pettis. Um, I'm sorry, the other tackle. Jalen Williams hurt. Yeah, and I think I think we'll be deep. I mean, you 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 know, we'll be deep on the offensive line. Um, I wish we would have went for a true center because, yeah, I love the kid, but I think our center's a really good guard. Uh, but everything I've heard also is he's a lot better with his snap. And, uh, you know, Acker's been, been practicing on snaps. And, you know, I heard a rumor before it, uh, the spring, and, and the kids here, he was an early enrollee that they might do some of that with Bryson Sanders, but I haven't seen that. He's just been, you know, he's just been playing on the line. But yeah. I think Bryson 
Sanders is a kid that could actually contribute this year, much like Acker did his true freshman year. He's just a big body. He's a smart kid. and So offensive line, not worried about quarterback depth for the first time in 20 years I'm not worried about. Um, receiver depth I'm not worried. Hmm. You know, uh, I, th- I think we, from what I've seen in the spring, J.J. Hendry, uh, J.J. Henry has showed up and showed out. You know, uh, our little, we hoped he would always be an Elijah Moore clone. And uh, I don't think he's Elijah Moore, but he's doing good. And I think he's a sophomore now. So he's doing good. Uh, Jalen Knox is healthy. You know, uh, Braylon Brown stayed. We got Marshall. You know, we've got a proven commodity in the kid from La Tech, but he's out because he's hurt. That's okay. He's, you know, we got him. The big thing that I don't think people realize about our offense, we are deep and flexible at tight end. Uh, I don't think people realize just how good Priest Corn is. I, I don't think that people realize uh, the maturity uh, of Trig. He seems to be more mature. He he knows more about the system. He's you know he's 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 understanding things better. He's always been able to be that kind of person to be a special player. I think he's bought in. He, you know, people around the team see a difference. So all of that is positive. Um. But I do expect them to hit the portal if they can find the right right fit uh, for some additional defensive players. Real quick before yes, we get my, out of here. Yeah, real quick before yes, we sir. get out of here. Uh, what are your feelings so far for spring? You know, this we're over halfway through it, the first part of it. Mine is I think this quarterback competition is pretty well in hand at this point. I mean, the thought that we was going to have a major story – like last year, I mean, Jackson Dart needs a good scrimmage. He needs a good grow bowl, and he's going to go into fall camp as the presumptive number one. Oh, definitely. And mm-hmm. and in my opinion, he should be. Mm-hmm. He's handled his business. Uh, he's acted mature. You know, when, the, when, when they asked him about the other two guys, he said, look, I knew we were going to have a depth issue. I was the only – scholarship quarterback left. I knew they were going to bring in some guys. But I'm the starter, and I'm okay with that. I mean, he's got confidence. He's got uh, he's got swagger. You know, he uh, has the ability to be really good. And the thing, and I, I don't want to wish nothing bad on anybody. I've said this before. But the thing that, that gives me some relief and should give old Miss fans some relief. If something did happen to him and he was out for a game or two or whatever, you've got two guys that can step in and function at quarterback. That's huge. You know? Um, so we've got really good depth. And uh, but but no, well, I, I I think that quarterback competition 
can, like you, can be solved in the spring game. I want to see, and I keep going back to this, I want to see how our D-line does, our linebackers, our secondary. I want to really watch that. And more than more than just once, I'm gonna I'm gonna record it and slow it down and look at it and go over it. But the big thing is, are they in the right spots? You know, um, I don't want to see a lot of broken coverage. Uh, they've had some problems with that early in the spring. Of course, that's to be expected when you've got a, a new a new defense. So. And we've got a lot of new players. I mean, people got to remember, we lost a very good cornerback. We lost a very good safety. Uh, you know, I can remember when kids would transfer from Ole Miss to UNA and Delta State because they weren't getting playing time. And now these guys are going to Oregon and Ohio State. Mm. So, you know, we, we have we have really good talent. Oh. Uh, I'm excited to see how Groves does in the Grove Bowl. No, no pun intended. Our redshirt freshman safety. I want to see how he does. Uh, want to see how the transfer DBs do. You know, I've been hearing good things about the Georgia Tech kid. Yeah, Zamara uh, Walton. Of- Pardon? Zamara Walton. Yes. Uh, you know, so. I, f- I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. We just got some uh, youth at depth uh, on the uh, defensive backfield side, but feel pretty good. But you know, you know, like like somebody who I used to read their page all the time would always say, "Time will tell the tale," and sometimes he even spelled it right. Uh, but that's true. Time will tell the tale when. You know, when we see the spring and then when we see that first game in the fall, we'll we'll see. Uh, they've got to execute sharp. I think we got a good coaching staff. I think the coaches that were replaced, uh, I think we upgraded with most of the replacements. So that makes me feel good. You know, if you lose a coach to – Texas A&M, you, you wonder, hey, maybe maybe that guy was good. But if your de- defensive coordinator goes back to Michigan as a as a position coach, you know, hey, you know, he's a good guy, but he just may have not been ready for prime time. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting guys in that have tons of experience. Uh, I like our defensive staff and that's 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 what I'm I'm waiting on, man. I want to see who's going to step up, show up, and show out on defense. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure and check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tom, thank you so much. I look forward to this every week, man. Great stuff as always. Hey, man, I do too. It's the highlight of my week. Hotty toddy. <laughs> Hotty toddy, buddy.